Welcome to Caffeine Co-op. My name is Zach. And I'm Brandon. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It has been a while. Just looked it up. Wasn't actually sure. Apparently last episode was October um, 2019. 2018. It's yeah, we, we, we've been out so long. We skipped a whole year. It's been we traveled back in time we to our last episode. Back in time to yeah. record before the last episode even went. I know. I can't <laughs> wait. Until Endgame comes out, I'm really excited about that. That's going to be really cool. Um, oh man, did you see the trailer for that movie Iron Man? That looks really cool. I think it's going to be really good. I'm really, really excited they're taking a chance on Robert Downey Jr. Um, that Spider-Man movie looks interesting. I think Sam Raimi is making a jump from like uh, horror to like superhero films. Uh, Brandon's just then, falling like, through an eternal portal. I just, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> yeah, gone with the wind. Gone with the Wind movie of the year. Just, man, just F. Scott Fitzgerald is just knocking it out of the park with great Gatsby. Just going ham on that. This guy, Shakespeare, is the real, just real deal. Macbeth, you you hear about that? That is the real hotness. That is the new hotness. Just on fire. Zach, I'm imagining... Not imagining, I can see his screen right now, him checking his watch to see when this bit will, will end. I can tell you it's ending right now because I don't have anything else. Can't go much, can't go back much farther. You're not going to talk Unless, about the cave drawings you saw? I mean, I thought Beowulf was a little overrated. Um, I think I think Gilgamesh was a little bit better in terms of like what they're doing, and I think especially the influence it's, it's, it's going to have. Uh, eventually on every story ever made. And then uh, the Odyssey and Iliad, I think, are... I mean, honestly, I think they could do better. I think there's a lot of stuff they're building with that, that universe. Um, eventually, and that's as far as I can remember in terms of history of fiction. I think that might be it. I think I might have gone a little into the future with the Odyssey and Iliad. I think that was after... Gilgamesh. That's all. That's for all my uh, my Gilga heads out there. Really championing uh, Gilgamesh. I know. Yeah, you, you guys are just you know raising the roof for that. The roof. I think. Yeah. Just that's my. There you go. I can hear him. Hear him in the back. Yeah. Really going for. Uh, really going for it. So anyway, uh, I'm lost in time. I, apparently, that's where my joke ended well, up. I think I'm going back to the beginning of time and then just looping back around to 2020. So Brandon's back right in 2020, now. but while he was time traveling, you know what he saw? He saw all the video games that were released between 2010 and 2020. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're focusing on today. We are ranking our top 10 video games of the awkward teenage years. That is the 2010s. <laughs> um, yeah. Count them. We're 10 our... games of the 2010s. What? You know, we're, I'm we're excited. Gonna I'm really excited. We're going to have two games. Are we going to have three games? I think so. I think we're going to have four. I'm pretty sure I'm going to stop this beta as well because it's already going to get way too down before we, we even have start. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Ten I got you, Brandon. I got games. you. Thank you for picking up that bit. Commercial break. You won't have to worry about. Don't you worry about it, listeners. Um, but anyway, so we are doing our top 10 video games of this decade, of the 2010s, of those awkward teenage years. But I got to say, there were some pretty non-awkward, absolutely great games, wouldn't you say, Brandon? Some absolute all-timers. I mean, yeah, there's some – it's kind of crazy to look back on it and kind of see, like, what came out in that time period and just 
what I played and how my taste changed and how the not only the games industry changed, but also games as a whole changed and to how they are now. We've gone through we went through two basically we ended one console generation, we started a new one. Uh went through a lot of weird changes in the industry, a lot of weird for the consoles. Like yeah, we, we, we had at the beginning of the decade, do you think about it, we had like Xbox 360, PS3, Wii, and then we had Xbox One, PS4, Wii U, shortly after that, shortly uh, close around that time. Then we had like the, the Switch uh, and a lot of other like PC stuff, uh, kind of also come up this decade. But it's it's been cool to see kind of like look back and kind of see what what actually came out and like what what disappointed, what lived up to the hype, and what fell in the middle, and what we yeah. liked. Agreed. It's it's it's, enough, I have to it's look at my list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited because my list uh, it's got some it's got some surprises, but not only does it have some surprises, but it also has some different kind of different different consoles. Some di- like it's got expansion, you know. I'm excited. I like that. Yeah. So for number ten, number ten, Brandon Hyde's number ten. Brandon Hyde's ten. You know, I'm gonna say Dead Space too. Dead Space. I like it. It's a great, great game. Uh, if everyone, if anyone hasn't had a chance to play it, I still think it holds up. I just started playing it again recently. The only thing is, like, I've played. It's like. That's one the that for the game the when I first played it it's so intense and it was so like raw but I think I've played what are you doing <laughs> like you've seen the sorry you make a lot of interesting faces here uh, I'm distracted oh, on this other scene yeah this other screen but um sorry listener this is the first time we're seeing each other while podcasting it's yeah, very it's, very distracting whole different thing it's definitely just like, two handsome gents talking to each other. Just beautiful, yeah, just ethereal voices and faces now on those screens. But I, I, I started playing it again recently, and and I was like, this is fun. I realized I, this is so ridiculous, but I was playing it on normal, and I was like, normal is kind of easy for me. And like, I'm not trying to like show off, but I was basically like a monster. Come, it was basically okay. Uh, it was basically one of those things. It's like it. It's also I've paid attention over the years to to game design and how it works, especially in horror games. Uh, if they're done right and if they're done well, and that space is done well. But the only thing is, like, I can recognize when they're building up to like a scare. So it's basically I was like walking down the I walk, like walking down the hall, and I was like, oh, there's a there's a door coming up, and it's being kind of weird. And I'm like, let me get my gun out. Yep, monster. Boom, 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 boom. And just like shoot off of, like, wait, in that one especially, you have to shoot off the limbs. So I was like, yep. boom, 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 smash. And just like rinse, repeat, just do that, uh, like throughout the game. But it was still like pretty awesome. And I, but I was also like, I was getting a little bored of it. I was like, mm, yeah. Monster. So you up the difficulty? You know what? I might, I might ch- change it up. I might actually, because uh, the more I think about it, the more I I realize I played another one, another game recently that had has aged better in my mind. 
and it's like I'm, I'm sorry. Audible. Is Dead Space Two getting kicked off entirely? It just got booted to eleven. It's, it's going to honorable mention. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dead Space Two, good game, not number ten worthy. Brandon, what's your number ten for real? <sighs> I'm going to have to go with Halo Reach. Mm. I played that game recently. Again, uh, first for the first time in a while. Really holds up. It's incredible. Very smartly designed. The campaign is still really fun. A lot of variety in the, in the missions. All the characters are great. Really cool ideas in it, especially for what they're... like. It was, it was Bungie's last Halo game, so basically, like, all right, we're going to do all the stuff we like in it went Halo. All out. Our, yeah, like our levels and like, but also there's a lot of different, um, very exciting ideas. Like there's a lot of missions that are very open and kind of very different for a Halo game, but very exciting at the same time. It just really works. Like still really solid uh, campaign. So I apologize to Dead Space 2, but you're off the list. Just cut. How it is. Yeah. And Halo. You've been cut. Number 10 on my list of games of the year. Decade. Decade. Ah, I messed it up. <laughs> it's okay. All right, now I'm passing off to you. Halo Reach, keep... solid number 10. Solid number 10. I'm glad I came in. Um, my yeah. number 10 is my most homeboy pick that has no warrant to actually be in the top 10 decade <laughs> list, but I'm throwing it up here because I got to pick it. It's my list, so... Screw all y'all. Coming in at number 10, released also in 2010, mind you, for the PlayStation Portable, is Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to keep this short. I don't have much to say. But Birth (laughs) by Sleep was the first big game after Kingdom Hearts 2, and it was on the PSP, so a lot of people didn't know about it or didn't care or whatever. Birth by Sleep... Uh, it stands out because it completely changed what Kingdom Hearts was, and a mm-hmm. lot of people either loved or hate that. And for me, they made it more special. It was it came out in a very special time in my life. Um, I love it. It was my favorite game for a while, uh, and so that's that. Right by sleep. I like it. I like that it's, reasoning. I respect that. Thanks. It's it's. I have replayed that game the most of any game in the series. Is that? I almost don't want to ask this question. Is that your favorite of the... Uh, I remember, is this the one that's the, the best gameplay of the series? Is it, Brandon? I don't uh, I don't think so, because I think I know what it is. And, I, and if it comes up on the list, I will call it out as the one I think, I think you've said is the best gameplay. But we will only get to that only if it comes up on the list. If it doesn't, I will call it out after the list. Look... Because I know list... I know exactly which one it is. I know I, I fucking I know it. I know which one it is. I swear to God. I'm, I'm like I feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like I'm in like a, the third act of like a uh, like a thriller. I'm just like I know who it is. Trust me and like trust me on this. I'm like getting all like wide eyed and crazy. But no, I know I've I have a lot of Kingdom Hearts knowledge up here, even though I've never played any of them. And Zach can now see how how our podcast is. <laughs> That's because like, Brandon listens to my nonsense. And it's just, it's just, he listens to me. I've absorbed vicariously, like, just, I, it, I feel like Brainiac, I'm just like, just like, 
solid of like Kingdom both Hearts. willingly and unwillingly. I think a lot of yeah, I think it's like it's definitely like pouring knowledge into my head. I'm just like packing in. I'm like Sora done, Roxas done, Xenoheart done, Heartless done. But if anyone were to ask me what I don't, I think that's the only thing. If someone were to ask me like what Kingdom Hearts is about, I'd be like, um, um, Donald Duck. He's there, I think. And then I'd be like, um, uh, Quantum Flash. He's of course. It's like I'm trying to think what it would be. It would just be a lot of like me trying to piece together. I mean, I've heard him like, um, Aqua got norted. I don't know something like that. Like I don't know what else to say. She's no longer. Oh my god. Or so I don't know. All right, we're leaving it at that. Uh, Brandon, what's your number nine? That was beautiful. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> number nine on my list of top ten games of the decade. I'm gonna go with. I'm just. I'm just calling. I'm just like. Gotten, I, I don't have this like written down. I'm trying not to look his eye right now because he's, he's trying to make me laugh. I have to focus on right, eyes. Eyes forward. Uh, clear eyes, full hearts. I'm gonna go with number nine. I'm gonna say Red Dead Redemption, the Western game by well, old Western game by Rockstar, come out in 2010. Funny enough, wow, that was 2010. A of 2010, yeah when it came out and i lost a whole summer to that game and i don't regret it it was awesome i loved it i played that game and just talked to people uh in like the party chat on xbox live i just ride around just hunt uh not even hunting i was just like riding around on that horse because it's fun and i like the campaign a lot i think it's really solid i think but it's also a campaign that opened my eyes to the ideas of how you could use a video game as narrative and what it means to set up ideas and follow through with them, especially with the ending to the game, has one of my favorite endings of any video game. Best late title card uh, sequence in a video game just knocks you on your ass. It's a, it is like a Coen Brothers movie ending, especially you're just like, oh, but also like, hell yeah, that's pretty awesome. So that's coming in at number nine. Or top ten games of the decade. It's a solid pick. That's a. It's actually. I, so I, another game I haven't played. Um, but I was actually. I forget how I spoiled somehow the the end the end scene that I ninety nine percent sure I know what you're talking about. Solid end to a game. We'll talk about it. I, I mean, we'll talk about it after because I know there, there's like two scenes that are at the end that are like oh okay choice that are mm, that they are the good shit. I would prescribe them as the good shit to you. Yeah. Is the teased listener expecting another Red Dead on this list, possibly, perhaps? Hmm. That's a good question. I can safely say no, because I haven't had to. Oh, okay. That's that's one of the things I will say, like, if I played it, it might be. And I've heard people say if you like one, you'll you'll like two more. Uh, And it's like, unfortunately, I just... Never played two. Um, so, just like people, you are mad. I don't have Skyrim on my list. Bad news. I never played Skyrim. That's why. 
Yeah, I, I um, when it came out, I had people who were like, man, when I played Oblivion, I lost my entire life to that. And I was like, I can't do that right now. I have school. and kind of need to pass. And I was like, you know what? In the summer, though, maybe I'll get it. And then I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't feel like it. And then my Xbox 360 broke. So I was like, well, I'm never going to be able to play it. Joke's on you guys. I don't have a platform to play it on. And then Bethesda was like, hey, we released it on every, every platform ever, even this calculator you have. And like, mm, shit. So I have no excuse to, to not play it. Uh, and it's something... Uh, I think it's like... It's one of those things where eventually I do want to play it. I think, especially on the Switch, would probably be ideal. Just because like the way it's... it's uh, the way it handles, I think, will be like, a really good Switch game, especially similar to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Little preview there for the listeners. So we're never sure like what. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, so I, I, it's one of the things that I've been tempted by, and one of these days you'll know when I've like finished every game I've wanted to play. Then I'll get to Skyrim when it's twenty twenty five. I don't know when I'm when like uh, and they really release it for the PS five and the Xbox Series. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like when they release it then, and I can like. I don't know, I can just VR... Uh, I think they do have VR of it, so never mind. When I can, like, oh, they just do. go to, like, a holodeck. I'll do that. Like, that's the thing. When they release that... I'll do it. The, the holodeck Series X. Yeah, that's when I'll, I'll get in there. But yeah, that's number nine on my <laughs> list of top ten games of the decade. You'll see, I realized I have to space out some of the shooters on my list, because there's a lot of them. And I'm like, hmm, am I going to make sure there's a... Uh, Less like four in a row. Be like, man, Brandon really likes sh- shooting people, I guess. Uh, but we'll see, for... to counter that, I was actually just about to say how I only have three shooters on my list and yeah. they're the next three. So okay. get ready, buckle okay. up. <laughs> my number nine, and I love it. I, I think this is a bit controversial. On Xbox 360, Halo 4. Really? I think I think Halo 4, first of all, it was the first game that was uh, uh, without Bungie. It was, uh, I'm going to butcher it, 343. Three, um, and Halo 4 has a spot on this list for one reason and one reason only. That game looked better than half the game's on Xbox One and PS4, and it was on an Xbox 360. Right. I remember... It's incredible. I specifically... Cats all around me, people. They're, they're, they're hunting Brandon. Um, but I specifically... Like, like, that game, it has a solid story. Now, mind you, it is short. It's like eight hours, I think. So it's a very short story. So that, that was the biggest fault in this game. And definitely why Honestly, it's very... That sounds amazing to me. Nowadays, I'm like, eight hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me... for, right. for someone who does not have a lot... Like, for <laughs> people our age, I feel like eight hours, like... The game, only, the game is only eight hours. Like, oh, man, that's... Oh, I'm about to clear I could finish this game in, like, um, three weeks. Yeah, I can, like, yeah eventually I'll, I'll get to that. And then, like, people are like, this game... Like, other games are like... 
Like, someone's going to take 200 hours. We're like, well, guess what? I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing your game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that's that's the reason this is on the list. It's I love the game. I think it had one of the... I, the multiplayer was amazing, but it's Halo. Like, I mean, come on. It's oh, always yeah. great. Um, I think the story... Like, you give me five bucks to when uh, I rented it with my brother Ryan. And if he listens to this, he'll, he'll probably remember when we were on, like, Thanksgiving break and he was home... And we played that like a couple nights in a row, and we brought it downstairs to like big TV, and our parents were at home, so we're, it was just us playing Halo, screaming at the TV every like two minutes, being just like ex- just the worst kind of obscenities, just being like, "How did? How does that? He? Mm, no, I was shooting him. That doesn't make any sense. It's a lot of that, just us like screaming at the TV, but also just being so jazzed about it and like doing that. We're like, playing Modern Warfare today. That's like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's. <laughs> but but yeah, I just that game. It was it was a great story, just short, uh, great multiplayer. Halo revolutionizing Halo, and it just it looked better than anything I could imagine on an Xbox 360. And I, I have to, I it it deserves more respect for that alone. Um, yeah, it, and that's why it's my number nine. For for a game that came out at the tail end. It's a great choice, um, I want to say. But a game that came out of the tail end of the, the three, of, of the 360 and people being like, all right, let's shoot this console in the, in the head and just, like, throw in a ditch. Yeah, just, like, but it was like, nope, nope, one more one more game. Let's, uh, let's like, really ring this out of um, everybody. I really like the pantomiming of what you're doing. <laughs> I'm, but, uh, I'm, I'm reenacting the person who is trying to kill off the 360, but then the 360 in last effort <laughs> offers one more golden ticket, and the person thanks it, takes the ticket, and then continues to put him down. And then I'm just like... <laughs> it's definitely... Uh, because we got rid of that 360. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mine my, my just... Mine my burned up. Not burned up. It just kind of like... Eventually just passed away. It was like, I'm good. I'm I just mean, like... Just like I'll see ya. And he just like went off. He, he was like serious black and like Harry Potter was just like whoosh. Uh, he's golden system. One day I was like that. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. I, best system of that generation. For sure. Shout out to 343 for, for for pushing for the game to be on Xbox 360 for people who weren't going to be able to afford like a new console. It's, it's really nice being able to be like, hey, instead of spending like four or five hundred dollars I can pay $60 for this game instead. I was going to say, especially because, remember, Xbox One, when launched, mandatory to get the connect with it. And right. So I think it was between five and $600. I think it, it might have been six, five. remember. I'm, I just know it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. It was lot. hefty. That was a, yeah. Um, and it's, it's a game I, I keep meaning to play. I actually, I... It's going to sound very weird, and I meant to bring this up on another episode, but I realized my library has a catalog for games now, which is wild. Uh, and you can request games to come to your stop, and you can pick them up, which is really bizarre to think about, where I'm like, oh, I can it's also get sweet. games from my library. It's awesome. It's really cool. Guys, to libraries about. are sweet. Seriously, if, if you're not using your library, library, you're fucking up. Um, don't go on the library like I do occasion because i'm terrible at pronouncing any kind of word but uh 
a big thing that <laughs> I do. Uh, a big thing that I think really appreciate is being able to like play this catalog of games. And if you have spare games uh, you're not playing anymore, instead of trying to like get you know two cents at GameStop, try talking to your local library and see if you can you donate for for kids who like are not as uh, for, like for people who are not in. In a position to buy new games, there's always old games that are, are plenty of fun, and being able to have that opportunity is really special to uh, people. That's a good point. Because I, uh, I actually, I, I got rid of some games uh, a couple of months ago, and I specifically I was like, I don't want to take these games stuff. They're gonna give me. I looked it up because I have the app. And I was like, yeah, they're gonna give me like two dollars total for these like yeah. six games, and so right. I, I donated them to Goodwill instead. Um, there you go. But like, and that's that's fine. Like, I support Goodwill, yeah, because it gives people w- like the opportunity to get games that wouldn't usually. But I didn't even think of the library. That's a great idea because it's the same. It's the same concept. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's like, and it's a great opportunity for people who, you know, like for kids who are interested in in games that are uh, would older to like kind of see what, especially if in in as an art form that's growing and kind of getting older, is that like it's valuable to like back on art as a medium and think about like where it's come from and then how fun and fascinating it is to look at like uh is to look at games from like n64 era or like ps1 and be like all right i can track the metal gear the metal gear solid series from you know ps1 to ps4 which is really cool and having that opportunity to be like all right yeah and if, and if you could do that through the library that's even better you don't have to track down like a game that would like and then have it have to pay for shipping and like all that kind of stuff. So it's something to think about if you do have games that are you're not using or consoles, talk to your library and see see what you can do. I agree. Now, going on our list, Brandon, what is your number eight? Um, um uh we had to have ten of them. Uh no, it's uh <laughs> my number eight. Well, I'm trying to break it up in terms of like the intense action ones, but I, you know, I would say, to be honest, I love the game, but does, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say, I might have to look the, up the developers. I want to credit them, but there's a game, and it's coming in, no, at number eight, on my list of top ten games. You can tell I'm delaying because I'm trying to figure out who the developers. All right, so number eight. On my list is going to be Gone Home from the Fulbright Company. So this was a game that was released uh, back in around... I want to find the original release date. Uh, so around 2013 on PC. And it's not a heavy-duty like uh, kind of engine game. What are you smirking at? Uh... Alright, so uh, it, it's, it's more of a point-and-click adventure game, and when I first started playing it, I thought it was a horror game. Because basically, you come home from college, and you come home to your childhood house, and you find a note on the front door, and it's basically it's from your sister uh, telling you, hey, I've packed up my things, I've left, don't come looking for me. It's basically that, like, you get a note telling, telling you that uh, you're just gone, and you don't know... What happened? And the whole game is you're alone in your house. It's raining. It's dark, and you're looking around the house to try to figure out 
what happened. And the entire game is you walking around and reading notes and re- uh, listening to audio files and kind of uh, he- hearing what happened to your sister and what uh, what caused this rift in your family and what's been happening since you've been gone uh, from your, your home. And it's, inc- it's an incredible game. I, I played it straight through the first time uh, when I was in college and I was supposed to go to a lecture and I completely got sucked into the game and did not go to that lecture. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, and it was... It's a really incredible game in terms of narrative and just what it's doing and, like, how it handles a lot of... a lot of the what, what the characters are going through. It's very sensitive and compelling in its story where I don't want to say much because a lot of it is discovering what happens uh, to this character and the voice acting is incredible because so much of the game is is, narr- is just told through audio files and it's just you're you're discovering this this like part of your sister's life that you didn't know about and it's you really get a feeling of like who this person is and who this person is to you and it's really incredible as someone who has older siblings. I don't have younger siblings. So I would recommend anyone who is, um, who has siblings and specifically has younger siblings and what that feeling is like of also in terms of like coming home and realizing that life kind of continues on while you're not there and how at times scary that can be, but at other times how thrilling and, freeing that can be uh for a person it's and it's all told through a video game and it has one of the best endings of a game like of this decade there you go wrapping it together yeah that that, i'm looking at it now it seems very interesting uh very much looks at first glance of a horror but yeah definitely not (laughs) what i'm seeing it freaked me out the first time i played it it's just because it's like, like first person and nothing's happening, so you're like yeah. expecting a jump scare. I kept you maybe alluding to something on my list. Oh. <laughs> next one, perhaps? No, not the next one. Actually, okay. I was laughing because the next two on my list are the furthest thing from indie games you could possibly have. <laughs> right, it's like, we're going to go from Gone Home to... Uh, Call of Duty. This <laughs> is what's the next one, but number eight, play. Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, sh- oh, what? Oh man, that's such a good choice. Oh my so god. So my number eight, I chose. I, I, yeah, I had to pick a Call of Duty. The amount of time I've invested in the Call of Duty series, I yeah. figured I had to pick one, and it was not even a question which one I was picking. Call of Duty Black Ops is easily. My favorite that has come out in the past 10 years. Um, it's, it's, I, I don't, I, it had a great story, although, I'll, although be it, I don't remember the story perfectly. I do remember enjoying the story when I played it. But the reason I love it is because it had the greatest zombie mode that, yes. that, has, that any of them has had. It's the one where you were the, the zombie, the Nazi zombie mode where you're in the mansion with the portals. Yes, it is. Yes, me and my brothers will still pull that out and play it today. Like, oh my god, I'm so glad you said that. One hundred percent. I'm so mad. I I left this off my list because my brothers and I, same thing. My brothers and I, we played the shit out of that zombie mode 
for like months on end when we when we first got it, and it was basically it was the only thing we did for like a couple months there straight. And we, uh, it, yeah, it, it was in that that like mansion. I could, I could still I could probably still make a run uh, through that. Oh, we gotta play that. Something we gotta. Oh, we gotta play that. Sometime. I first I, of all, I, I will absolutely. It. Next time we get together, we're playing. But oh, we're playing. I, I, I could tell you exactly what I would do right now without looking at a video <laughs> to get through that house. Like, yeah. like I, I know like, exactly what, like it's, 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 yeah. it's, I, it's, it stands the test of time. Easily the greatest zombie mode campaign was great. And you know, multiplayer is multiplayer. It's Call of Duty. Call of Duty yeah. deserves to be on a top 10 list, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not. Also might be a tease for my next one, whether you like mm-hmm. it or not. Brandon, you're number seven. My number seven, and I'm bummed I left that off the list, but I can't can't look back. I gotta keep going. Gotta keep Agreed. just rolling with it. And you know what? I gotta say, my number seven is I think yeah, I think I'm I'm comfortable with saying this one. I'm gonna say The Last of Us. My, that yeah, that was uh released originally was back that? in twenty thirteen and the yeah. Uh originally back in twenty thirteen. Then did the re-release on PS4, which was that was the one I played, and and then uh, so so basically it was I kept hearing about the game for a very long time, and I'd heard one of the big things is that they mentioned their inspiration for the game is City of Thieves, which is one of my all-time favorite books. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's actually written by one of the one of the writers, one of the showrunners of Game of Thrones. So, but I know that will r- ruffle some people's feathers, but it is, I certainly, he's, he's an incredible writer. It's yeah. an incredible book about World War II and basically uh, in Russia, how these, these two guys are enlisted for, I think it's like, I can't remember, I think it's a, it's a Tsar or someone who is really high, high level government there, basically like, their daughter's wedding their daughter's wedding is coming up and because of the war they have to ration things and they don't have any eggs and these two guys are given a mission of all right well like we're not going to arrest you if you can find like it's like a half dozen eggs for my daughter's wedding to to make a cake uh and that's because it's yeah it's like it's it's very customary for uh like a cake to be at a wedding but the whole thing is like because it's such a it's almost like post-apocalyptic in Russia at that time that like it's almost impossible. So it's a whole story about that, and so much of that feels like it's in, in The Last of Us, where there's moments of hope and there's moments of just, I think like the worst of humanity, and then you'll get this very brief shining moment of what could be and what's what's better about uh the world and i think a lot of the last of us really nails that in terms of their storytelling and i think it's probably been said way better before but i really do think not only is the story pretty incredible but it's missing the characters interaction and what that does for the game and how it influenced a lot of games going forward in a way that i really do think the ending of the pretty ending of the game I think is on par with something by like Kurt Vonnegut where there is this there's this like sweetness and there's a tenderness to how it 
it plays out. But there's also this underlying just heartbreak that you really feel of what these characters did and what that means for both of them. And in a way, you agree with some of their decisions. And then, but a lot of it is like, I can't, I, I couldn't do that. Same thing. But you understand why they did this. And that's what makes it important. That's what makes it great. And that is why The Last of Us is my pick for number seven on Games of the Decade. Yeah, Last of Us, great game. Uh, I was actually going to talk about it. It's in my honorable mentions. Um, probably a mm. top 15 or so if I had to pick. Uh, it yeah. It is easily one of the best game campaign stories of all time. Easily. Like oh, yeah. top three yeah. probably for me. I, to me... A big thing personally is uh, it. I just am not a huge fan of the gameplay, which I know is like, like, like a lot of people love no, it. I, and I, I get it. I get it. Like I, I just I, I, I don't know what it was. I was just every time I played that game, I was super clumsy, and it was like it was it was frustrating for me just trying to get through the game to get to the plot, which is one of the best plots I've ever had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's thing. Yeah. very much a personal opinion. I know it's loved. I, it, 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 I mean, there's a whole fan base around the multiplayer I never even played. So, like, <laughs> somehow, yeah, I, I get it. Um, I, no, yeah, I would say totally worth it. I don't love. I don't love the gameplay. I grew to like it, but it's still secondary to. I wanted to see the story, and I think everything they, well, everything that they were able to pull off with the story, I think is just a huge triumph that game to perfectly segue into my list something that has oh. no story and is hugely hugely <laughs> mainstream because I, I mentioned that earlier mainstream yeah. getting into shooter territory here hmm. brandon this might ruffle your feathers i don't know but it, it's not right, necessarily <laughs> it's not necessarily something i think is it's not a favorite but I think it deserves to be on this list. At number seven, I got Fortnite. Um, really? I think Fortnite, I, again, a, a big thing about my top ten between number ten and six, or yeah, is that games that are great and deserve respect, whether like they're something I am constantly playing or not. And that's the thing right. about Fortnite is like, come on. like so. So Fortnite was by all means like, like, it was just supposed to be a demo for Unreal Engine 4. They had no idea it, it would take off the way it did. And right. it did. And it, it's, it's, it's the perfected free-to-play game. I, I, uh... <coughs> and, and even though I suck at it, and even though I don't right. necessarily enjoy it, um, <laughs> I still play it all the time. It's a great pickup with a friend or, or my brothers that have it because it's free. It's cross-platform. I I think it deserves the respect to be in a top 10 of the decade. <coughs> I like that. I respect that. I think uh, I've, I've currently uh, changed podcast stances to Tired Brandon, which is me, like, more sitting back into my chair. But we'll see how this goes. And I think I would say consider my feathers... Ruffled. Yeah, I, I would say I think in a lot of ways 
in terms of surprise. I didn't expect that for uh, one of your games with that get, but you know what? I can dig <laughs> it. I think that's a great choice. I think it's it's brave you do that. I think you're the bravest person <laughs> I could I could have done this. I'm very proud of you. You're going to be shunned by the gaming community when it comes out. I think all our fans are going to probably just chase you out of town, chase you out of podcast town. It's going to probably be going to hunt me down and gut me like a fish. It, it's going to be. <laughs> We're doing uh, caffeine campaign, just about like I had to rebrand it to, to myself, just a one single player uh, version <laughs> of this podcast, which is me monologuing. Just caffeinated Brandon. Yeah, just get, no one wants that. That's just, you know, I was like, I get a bathroom. Uh, that's just me <laughs> every 10 minutes. Um, but I think, like, you made a really good point, especially like it's the accessibility and being able to play with other people and with your your especially with your siblings is such a huge part of it. Like that's really cool being able to be like, yeah, I'm gonna play for a few like a few rounds uh, with my brothers, and that's awesome. I wish I knew what was going on in that game. I've oh, never felt yeah. older when I tried to play that game, and I was like, huh, what? When did who? When did this happen? Like, how did I die? And just trying to figure out like how to do anything. I just wanted to unlock John Wick, and I was like, "This looks impossible. I don't know how to do it, so I'm not going to try." I uh, so that's, yeah, that's, I, I like that. That's a really good choice. So we're closing up the top. <coughs> we're getting close to the five. Brandon, what's your number six? My number six. You know, I would say. Oh, this is weird. This is getting tough, but I, I just gotta keep going. I just gotta keep going from a gut feeling. Just go for it. My number six is going to be Doom. Twenty six. It sounds like it feels harsh to put it up there, but you know, it's it's an honor just to be nominated. I think. Uh, I'm surprised they make the five cut. I, you know, as my, I I love it, and I and I feel it's the game that I saw. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, listeners. That's a uh, let me take it back. When my Xbox 360 died, it was heartbreaking. It was just I just a jump kick right into my heart. I was just like, oh, how does it like how could how could this happen? How could this happen? Even though I've been playing it right on top of a car like on a carpet for like four years <laughs> straight at that point. Uh just like constant with fire just next to it. Yeah, like, why would you do this to me? Uh, but it was one of the things where it, it also, I didn't have time to play games uh, around that time because I was, we were both, both in school and getting, like, maybe, like, four hours a night of sleep a night. Uh, conservative. I mean, I would wish. That'd be great to get that amount of sleep back then. Uh, but basically, I didn't have time to play games. So, and from there, I just didn't have money to buy, like, a new system. But after seeing footage of Doom when that came out and seeing gameplay footage, that was the game I saw and I was like, I need a new console. Like, I'm getting back into games because of this game. And you know what? I, man, that game. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. It's, it's it, the good shit. I've talked it about it. It's the good shit. It is. But there's some other stuff that I will say maybe hit me a little harder. Maybe a little better. That's Maybe to be soon. top five worthy. I think so. There's some. There's some. There's some absolute bangers. 
And the the Minor one will surprise me. I, I I really do think. I I'm excited to hear it. Um. So for my number six, close yeah. out my ten through six is a game we've already mentioned. Another mm-hmm. game that needs the respect, and but this game gets the respect it deserves, and mm-hmm. that's Skyrim. Um, Damn. Yeah, I played Skyrim Choice. 360. I got it again on the Switch when I got a Switch. Nice. Um, I, I mean, it's possibly the most impactful RPG ever made. I right. for real, like just, just, just did it. Like it's just, it's been through two full generations of consoles. Um, it's continued to be modded to this day. It's still played, and it's it's very clearly the backbone to some RPGs today. And to tease Absolutely. my list again might have influenced something else. Huh. Oh. I think I know where you're getting at. But before we get to there, we got to get to my number five. Your number five. My number five, you know, took a while to come to this one, but it's near and dear to my heart. One of my favorites. Also released. This one was actually released in 2011. With another game on this list as well, on the same day. So they have very, very close to my heart. Portal 2. Ooh. By Valve. So to say simply, I loved the the first Portal. That like I remember seeing the teaser for that and being like, I need Orange Box. I need that game just in my veins just right now. Just put it like immediately. I loved Portal. It's like a two-hour just roller coaster. Just and it it is still worth it to this day. Holds up still. Portal 2, I think, is as good. It's a little bit longer. It's about like eight hours or so. And I think I played six hours of those the first day I got it just straight through and just like played until my hands cramped up. And I was like, I need to take a break because if I don't, I'm there's a couple puzzles where I was like, I don't know the solution to this and I'm going to break this controller if I don't figure it out. But hands down, one of the best, just one of the best games of this generation it's not even really a shooter because it is not quite but it uses shooting mechanics and almost like the language of shooters in a really incredible and just smart way that very innovative in ways that i never would have thought of and that's what makes it so uh, makes it hold up so well after all these years to this day still great if you've uh, ever have a chance to get to play both of them one and two are just top notch. Unfortunately, one was released before this decade, so that so that's, can't be on this list. That's what I was gonna say. So, fun fact for the listeners: my Steam account, I own Portal One and Two, but I've never played Portal Two. Um, I've played Portal One a couple of times, and it is, as you said, fantastic. One of the best games ever made. Oh. Um, but I've never like I I can't I can't put Portal Two on. Because I've never actually played it. I've watched it, and I know how amazing it is. I know the story's oh. great, especially yeah. with the new characters in it. Like, oh. like I know Portal 2 is fantastic. I've just never actually yeah. played through, and I'm excited. I, I know I talked about I, I, friends of mine, and including Brandon and family and all. I've been jibber-jabbing about getting a, a new desktop for a while now, and I'm so excited about it. But like that's, that's on the list. Portal 2 is getting played oh, yeah. right away because I'll have that downloaded immediately because i already own it just gotta play it's 
speaking of when you're saying like new characters, one of my favorite moments of this decade is the the character Wheatley, who you think you think is a complete dunce and just like a very dumb like robot. Yeah. The it's one of the best I would say also satires of what happens when you put an idiot in charge where it's like, oh, this guy is harmless because he's dumb. As soon as he gets power, I'm saying he because he's a robot, but it's a male voice. But it's one of the best, uh, one of the best moments when as soon as this guy gets power, like he tells you, you once I'm in charge, I'll let you go, and like that's it. Like we have this deal with with each other. As soon as he gets power, that's when he gets like it corrupts him. It's just that's when he gets evil. It's just he and it's one of the best moments in games where just you're you're being lifted up. To, to safety, and as soon as he gets powerful, he decides, oh, no, wait a minute, I I don't want to do that, and then you slowly get descended back into these puzzles, and it's... Mm. And I think if I remember correctly, again, I haven't played it, but from what I remember slash saw, like, like, that's supposed to mirror the scene in the first one, where it's like, you're finally getting your cake, but it's like, you're actually getting lowered into the fire, and it's like the same yeah. thing, like, like it's yeah. the length. Of, it's like it's like that false ending, and it's like it's done really, really well. <laughs> yeah, it's really smart. Yeah, just it's so funny and smart, and has a lot to say in ways that I didn't expect. And just there's a couple moments. Another moment oh, I want to spoil, but people know the moon moment in that one is oh, maybe one of the coolest good. things in games. Yeah, that is. The way they set it up is just like one line, and then it's just like, "Oh, that's what we're doing." And then when it happens, mm, that's the good stuff. So that's why it is uh, my number. That was number five, five right? Five, yeah. five, yeah, five. Great Portal pick. two. Thank you. All I could have right, done so that. Going... Oh, you're out. But I'm re- I'm happy with it. It's really difficult. But now it's time for Zach. So my top five. Uh, I want to just say like so. So again, the thing about my top ten of the decade is that they're all games that I think are very respectable, and I think that was a very important part of it. Um, right. Top five, though, for me, it had to fill two categories, and that specific category is. It has an unending replay value, um, and again, that might just be to me. Uh, and then, additionally, it's a game that I will never be able to part with. Like, like it's 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 not only just special, oh. but like I'm always gonna want to replay it again. All, All right. right, my number five. Number five. Uh, so I'm actually like, even though I did my little yeah, monologue yeah. that like it has to fill the two categories, you know, yeah. unending yeah. replay value, game I'm never gonna be able to part with. I think it's important. Because this game and Skyrim are so similar, but there's that difference. And that game is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I'm not going to talk too, too much because I have a feeling it's coming up again later. Um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, uh, but basically, the only thing I'm going to say is that I once heard a reviewer call it the perfect Skyrim mod. And it's just the perfect description of this game. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Uh, it perfected open worlds. Um, my phrase that I could come up with is that, like, if Skyrim set the table 
Breath of the Wild is the damn meal. And it's <laughs> delicious. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so number five, Breath of the Wild. Not even a not even a hesitation. Brandon, what's your number four? Not, not gonna look back. My number four. You know, I would probably say my number four is. I'm gonna go with it. Mortal Kombat Nine. Twenty eleven. Released on the same day as Portal Two. Uh, oh, I think I remember you saying something about that. That was a great, great day. That was a that was one of the best. Honestly, my, that might be one of the best release dates in gaming history because it's just like two of the best games that I really love. Like sequels to my some of my like sequels to some of my favorite games, and just both of them being probably the best of their series. I mean, like, it's arguable. I think Portal 2 is pretty incredible. Uh, I think Mortal Kombat 9 is my favorite of the Mortal Kombat games, and I'm not just saying that out of nostalgia. I think it's a combination of they went back to basics, but they had, but, but they also kept a lot of some of the good innovations they've made since the original games, but they also kept the fighting system simple, but not dumb. It was you you could pick up and play it and just like be able to know what you're doing. But you didn't have to worry about like, oh I gotta change my stance. I gotta use this weapon against this guy and like have to worry about all that stuff. It was very much like, hey, we're gonna we're going back to classic style, but you can really get into this one. And I did. And I got real into that game and it was awesome. And then one of my friends who had it before um so I, I bought Portal 2 the day it came out, and I was like, okay. I'm going to play that, and I was like, I'll get to Mortal Kombat. And basically, I ripped through Portal Kit 2 in a way that I was like, I really want to play Mortal Kombat now. So I got that the next week. Basically. Wow. It was like, I didn't, I just barely had enough money to get that. Cause it was, Isn't that the greatest when you were just like, I want this video game and this video game? Oh, God. It just worked out. It just worked out like that. And it's and basically, my friend had a week to to play it and get good. And, like, uh, so he invited me, like, when, when I first got it, I was, like, he invited me to a match, and he's, like, all right, I'm going I'm, I'm to run up on Brandon on this. That's what he said. He's, like, he's thinking. I went 9-0. Nice. Uh, it was. Coincidence? You went 9-0 on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Man, it was, it was dirty. It was filthy. That's the only thing. Like, Mortal Kombat is one of the only games I will bet on myself, because at one point, when I was in college, when I was my early years in my community college, I was at the, uh, not the campus close to me, but the one that was farther at the other campus, there was a game room that people were playing. People were playing classic Mortal Kombat. And uh, I was like, let's, let's see what uh, let's see what's going on here. And I was like, hey, you guys play Mortal Kombat? They're like, yeah. And like, you want to play? I was like, yeah, oh, Mortal Kombat, man. I, this game's too violent for me, but I guess... Might as well, and I was just like, just went like five and nothing. Uh, not even kidding, and I'm trying to exaggerate here, but it was to the point where I was telling people, or I was like, at one point, I was trying to pass off the controller. They're like, no, you, you keep going because you, you won. And I was like, I have to get my bus, like, I would keep playing. I have to like, I'm sorry, guys. It's like, I'm not trying to be like cool guy here, but I'm like, I fucking ran train on it, just fucking. Rips through these people hard. Uh, uh, it's one of the games I can do that on. Just Mortal Kombat, just fighting games, 
Some of them I can't. I figured a Mortal Kombat had to show up eventually. It didn't, and it was, and it's. This is the best one. Uh, I still have to get some more time with Eleven. As much as I love Eleven, I think Eleven does a lot of really incredible stuff. But I think mm-hmm. there is some stuff with the microtransactions that is a little, a little annoying and like some a little stuff dicey. Like, eh. Yeah, it, it gets a little, a little frustrating. And like I love the Injustice games. Um, they're pretty incredible too. But like this one just hit the sweet spot for me. I think that's like the ideal. Of the Mortal Kombat games and franchise as a whole, so that's, that's my good. number four nice. on my list. So my oh. number four, uh, yeah. changing up a little bit, bringing Ooh. in what was an indie game, uh, sure as heck isn't anymore, and that's Five Nights at Freddy's. Who? Um, you know, FNAF. It's 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 it's. It's a it's a game that I have so so I I have it, it bought it on Steam and like I've gone through three laptops since pen, graduating with my bachelor's getting out of school going back to get my master's and coming home I've gone through three laptops um who have been like given back to it's like oh you need a laptop for this here's a laptop oh you need a laptop that, that one crashes here's a new one here's a new one every single time the one game I could download and would download and play was Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I, like, like that game. Like, it's it's. I know it's like, it's it's. You gotta. It's gotta be your thing, and it just yeah. is for me. And like, I've I I could replay that game over and over again, and I have, and it still holds up. Um, it started the series that, like, I I mean. As far as loving lore goes, like that game gets oh, yeah. intense, intense, insane. Yeah. Like, and and now with the new stuff, and again, like I said, not an indie game anymore. But it, it also like right. it's this game is unbelievably simple and fantastic, and it's the perfect example of what can be accomplished. Um, in, in just a, in it doesn't have to be some huge blockbuster; it just has to be a fun game. And that's, that's why I love it. I like that. Uh, just the first one. Well, I only have the first one on my list. I've played all. I was gonna. Yeah, I was curious. Like, is that is that your favorite? Um. Oh, them. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite. I, I, you know, that's a lie. Yes, I would say it's my favorite. I, it's definitely the one that I played the most of. But I've also just not spent as many hours with the others because I always replay the first one first. So yeah, I would yeah. say it's my favorite then. I like that. No, it's a good choice. I was, yeah, I was gonna say like I wasn't sure if uh, there was like a specific one for for that, but it, it definitely in terms of what I've heard from the gameplay, it definitely seems like that one has a sweet spot of like it's not too much. Mm-hmm. It's just not to get it. Like it's still tense, but you still have a good control over what's going on. Like you're not. You're not too overwhelmed with uh, what you're trying to do, and that's with, what uh, that game. Two is tech like like people like gen, gen, generally speaking, two gets a lot more praise for perfecting one, but uh-huh. like it like everything after two it gets more complicated. Um, yeah. Like two was the two was probably a very good combination of complex and yet control. Um, yeah. but I've just. I never. I just. I just love one. One just had that for me. Yeah, I, I like that. That's that's really cool. I think like, was it? What was five? 
Was, I was sister location. Yeah, I was gonna say I I can remember if that was hi Luna. Uh, I wasn't sure if 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 uh, if 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 I was like the regular one, if it was the last of the regular ones, or if that was sister, sister location is like more of an adventure game. Like you have to move from place. Yeah, to place sister now. location is the first one that's like heavy base on a, a campaign. Um, right. It's different, and I actually have. Oh no, I've I've beaten the bad mode because there's always like a good ending and a bad ending, and you have to beat right. the bad to get the good, and on so on and so forth. Um, mm. I've beaten the first part of Sister Location, but then since then my computer. Cra- I was actually it was one of the games I was in the middle of playing on my laptop that recently crashed. So it's one of the games that I plan on picking. And Steam saves most of that stuff in the cloud, so it should be good. Right. And honestly, like that's another thing with Five Nights at Freddy's is that like that's another reason I've replayed the first one so many times is that like yeah. I don't care if it doesn't. Like I'll just do it again. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Um I was curious like and uh, I, I actually I do like the lore a lot of those games. It's like I went down like uh, I can't wait for a, a Wikipedia movie. hole. I think they they were work. I know they were working on it at one point, but I'm really curious what Blumhouse has the rights right now. I forgot about that. Yeah, they're they man. I love Blum, like not go off on a tangent, but I love Blumhouse. They're mm-hmm. mostly because like I like Jason. Bull they do a lot. it right. Um, maybe it's Jason Bloom. I can't remember. Uh, something I really love about him is that he he's. He's really good about his directors. Like one of the things I really appreciate is the way he he picks up a lot of smaller directors for to do stuff, and it's really great for them to be like, "Hey, make this movie on like a four million dollar budget, and then make like seventy million back on it." And which is, and it's also great in terms of like movies. It's just being able to make smaller budgeted movies that are some of them are not going to do great, but then. He, like you know, some of them are are going to be okay in terms of quality, but they'll make a ton of money, so that he can take that money and be like, "Hey, I can give this to Get Out and ma- and like oh, for Jordan Peele to make like his first horror movie, or Black Klansman. Klansman, he's able to like put money into that. He's be able to produce that, and then like movies like Upgrade, which was incredible, uh, and it was kind of like their first more sci-fi influenced uh, kind of movie. But he's able to do that because he 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 knows these directors and he likes them. That he's able to be like, hey, I know this director isn't like hot new thing, but he like I know they're solid and I know they're gonna do a good job. So just just let me take a little bit of that money and you know just invest in them for the future. And it's something I appreciate. So I think if they do do if they do. Uh, continue with I know uh, <laughs> they do continue with a Five Nights at Freddy movie with Blumhouse. I think it has a really good opportunity for it to do something really special. Considering they did like Halloween, and I well, agree. Which I appreciate a lot. Oh yeah, I, I I from what I've read, the biggest issue that stands in the way is actually uh, I'm gonna it's butcher the... his name, Scott Cawthorn, like the creator. Okay. Yeah. Um, not because he's not because he. Uh, like is is uh having like arguments with blumhouse or anything like blumhouse is working like perfectly with him he just is so like indecisive basically is is what like he will say like it's my fault like i finished a script but i'm rewriting it because i didn't like it 
Oh, wow. Um, That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like, like here that he's like really passionate he's inv- about it. He's invested in it. Yeah. And that he, he's he not like hands off. Be like, eh, whatever. Like it's, I imagine that's really tough to, to to let go for something you put so much work into and like, uh, in a weird way, like all of your heart and part of your brain because Freddie bit it bit it off. Uh, <laughs> I think that's like there we go. It's a reference. Uh, that was actually one of the things I like loved reading about the lore was that it's such such a horrifying, uh, inciting incident. It's just like okay. Uh, I thought it, it was gets like worse. He just released a book. Yeah. That like it's like oh here's six more children yeah. that died in the in the lore like, of the, yeah <laughs> yeah so That's I love it. I love like it. B- before this before I like read about the lore a lot of like the feeling I had from it was like kind of kind of in a mean way I was like oh it's very it sounds very like a PG thirteen esque kind of like horror film like horror thing where it'd be like oh it's cute horror and kind of like which I don't which is never bad I like. Halloween kind of spooky kind of horror that's like oh this is like a fun horror thing but then the lore behind Five Nights at Freddy's is more like some real kind of uh, grisly stuff that is way more brutal than I, yeah. I would expect. Like I've read I've read the book series that came out it, it's it's dark it's it's weird and it's dark and it's twisted and I love it so that's why it's my number what is it four yeah four, four. Yeah. so we're, and we're coming up on. I'm going with my gut here. I just got to go with my number three. You know what? Damn, it's so tough. My number three... Yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah, you know what? Going for it. Super Mario Odyssey. Nice. I thought about it before, uh, but it's also... I'll keep it short. I think it does everything that the 3D Mario games have done in the past. I think it rolls everything up. And kind of pushes it forward, but also pays a lot of tribute to a lot of stuff in the past. But does but does some incredibly credible stuff with the enemies, locations, costumes, overall feel to the game, controls, everything feels tight, really solid, which is like the best kind of Mario game. M- music especially is incredible. Has one of my favorite campaigns of just any game, especially of this generation. I keep hiccuping, and it feels like, of course, it has to happen right now when we're recording. Right now. It keeps feeling like it's like gonna happen. I keep out to like, it's like a, it's like watching a horror movie. It's like when is it gonna jump out? <laughs> uh, so, oh, no, but so I'll, I'll input here that like I, I mean, I, Odyssey is easily my favorite there. Mario uh, game. Yeah. Uh, oh. I think. What? Uh, I think. I don't, I don't think you heard what I said. You're like, I know you, I, I know you hated it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I'd like to tease me about it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, that's no, it's. I'm, I'm glad it. Yeah, it. It. Uh, it managed to be like okay in your book or whatever. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> you have anything else to say? Are we moving on? I mean, I know like Mario doesn't have like. Uh, like Specky Harris, it probably doesn't. You're probably like, oh, this game's bullshit, man. It's right, not, so it's not in my top three. No, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's um, yeah, like I, I really love it, like what it does, and I think like it does. I will say it does a Mario game very well, but 
that is kind of why it's not my number one. I will say, like, that's one thing. It's really great. But we'll get to why my number one is my number one. But I, um, I, I like, like what you said, I think it, it, it's definitely, it's like, like as you said, it's definitely the best of, like, the Mario games. Um, I have no idea what your number one is right now. It's no it's idea. Surprise you, I think. Because the, the more I thought about it, the more I had to, had to like, really ruminate on it. But I'm going I'm with my... curious if my number two is in your top. Oh, wow. So this is your number three. So I'm curious if my number two is in your top two. But we'll see. We'll see. Because uh, I don't uh, think number three is. I'm about to go um, off. Let's hear it. All right, hit me. About to go off. Number three of the decade. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. That shit is the best. Assassin's <laughs> Creed 4 Black Flag. Easily peak of the series. Like, like it's, it's the accumulation of everything good before everything bad. Um, I I don't <laughs> you phrase it. It was is at the beginning of the uh of the generation too, which is like a little yeah. bit rough. Like PS4, yeah. And that that's another like I told you, like it's all about replaying, and I have to have this. I played Black Flag on the 360 because it was on. It was they had it on both. Um, uh, yeah. Eventually, got it for my PS4. And to be honest, the other day I was looking at it at a best buy and i was like do i want it on switch so i can take it on the go like yeah i kind of do it's Shit. so good it's it's when assassin's creed still had like that assassin's creed style like gameplay that was just yeah. fun and you're just running around and you're doing things and you're not worried about things and you're just being nonsense and even the story follows that like like you're not sure if the guy wants to be a pirate if he wants to be a part of the assassins does he not care about anything and that's like it's it's a great story, and it it was a great follow up to three, which had an okay story end, but a great overall game. And I just I I still uh, replay four a lot. Um, uh, the uh, the only other the only other two Assassin's Creed games that come remotely close to Black Flag is Assassin's Creed Two and Brotherhood, which are just oh wow yeah they're both kings they are kings. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Yeah. So Black Flag, just oh, good choice. When Assassin's Creed, old old man Zach yelling at Cloud when Assassin's Creed was Assassin's <laughs> Creed. Right. I like that. <laughs> That's. I can dig it. I can respect it. And, you know, I gotta go. I'm going with my gut on this one. I really do. I really do. And I. I must. Oh, I'm struggling with these last two. I swear. You'll, you'll understand why I'm struggling with these last two. I think they, they're killing me in a way that I didn't expect. But I think I gotta go with... I can't tell if... Uh, it's so tough, because Games of the Decade is such a tough description, because it's like... It's, it's hard. In a lot of ways, I have to think about how I've changed as a gamer, and as a person in this decade, but and what, what I've responded so well to... And you know what? Fuck it. All right, number two, game of the decade, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Go it is off. Incredibly tough to. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I might have to like. I might switch this up for, for number one though. It is in contention for number one though. I think Breath of the Wild is one of the best games ever made. Uh, it is agreed. Hey, without without question, agreed. It's it's one of the 
only Zelda games that has sucked me in so thoroughly in this way that I never expected to mm-hmm. and made me into a Zelda fan where I, I get why people were like, this is something else. Like it feels dangerous is the best way I can put it. It feels yeah. different. It's endless, uh, I don't want to say scary, not in terms of uh, tone or like what the game is presenting, but scary in terms of there's a huge risk for Nintendo to do something like this, but it, it works. It just, it is tough and it is weird and it is different and so much fun though. It is the best open world game I've played in my life yeah. where it does so many incredible things that the reason why it's I'm at number two, I would say is because I still have to, I, there's still stuff in that game I have to do and I haven't gone, I like I'd come back to it where I finished it and I kept coming back to it like every month or so where I'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to play for a couple of hours and just, and there's just more to do. Like there's always more. And that's amazing. That's, that's more. That's like hard. I, I know I, I finished the game. I finished, but I didn't finish all the shrines. So I'll still go back and do a shrine every now and again, oh, so or, or even like, I'll like just try to fight different bosses differently or like, Oh, yeah. I kind of, I, there, there's no cheating, but like, Oh, I, tricked this boss fight let's see if i can actually take him on now kind of a thing yeah. like usually that's the uh oh, what are they called i want to say minotaurs but no oh the centaurs the lion, the lion um... yeah the lion dudes yeah because those guys oh, yeah. nine times out of ten i was either like cheating him or like running away from him and it's like i'll go back and be like can i beat him now and like and, and that's the other oh, thing it's it's yeah. not like it's a level up system it's just how have you evolved playing it can you handle right. this now um because it's it's, it's um, such a good yeah. point that you can start the game and go right to ganon like oh yeah yeah like it's it's kind of mind-blowing to think about that you don't have to do the story you can just yeah. finish it um it's 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 so well made and like obviously my list has a lot of biasy throughout but i i can't agree with you more that breath of the wild is just one of the best games ever made that's the thing it just happens not in this decade when there's some all-timers in this in this list. Yeah. i think like i think odyssey probably would have been my number one or number two if it wasn't for breath of the wild coming out of nowhere and just knocking me on my ass and just making me into a fan of the series in a way that is it's challenging in gameplay and like in narrative almost because it's so different from a lot of Zelda games, and it's so refreshing to see Nintendo take a chance like this, where it's mm-hmm. not an easy sell. Like it's not an easy sell for a lot of things, where it's just like if you want to sell Switches, uh, it might. It's like kind of tough to be like, hey, this game's kind of not forgiving in a lot of ways, and it's your flagship title for uh, for the Switch when it came out. But it's incredible. It still. I, I still want to get the DLC and do more in that game. I still have to keep playing it. And it's, I, I still haven't gotten I'm the DLC either. It. It's, and I'm I'm happy about it. I'm going to keep going back to it. At this point, I might have to like lend it to my brother. Be like, get this game out of my house uh, so I don't keep playing it. So I can play other games. But it's right. it really is like out of left field. I wouldn't expect... It, yeah, like if you were to ask me like at the beginning of the decade... Would you want to play? Would you put? Would you want to put like over a hundred hours into a Zelda game? I probably would have been like, no. But <laughs> now I'm like, hell yeah, bring on that sequel. Yeah. I am three hundred percent like so into what that next game is going to be, and that's kind of 
how I feel is like I've changed a lot as a as a fan, as a gamer, and as someone who loves games, who is now coming to the this series with a uh, renewed passion and appreciation for what the game of what what Breath of the Wild did and what it did for the series, what it did for Nintendo, what it did for games just going forward. And that's why it is my number two. I, I'm I'm really glad it was that high because it's I, yeah. I it, like I said my my list is a little more biased I'll I'll admit it and like it but like <laughs> easily top five and like it just need to be talked about really my is. number two uh to be honest I'll be hey I'm gonna throw you guys the softball out here for um, all you listening for Brandon my number yeah. two is probably more accurately my game of the decade but it's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, my number two, just, just, I, I can't, I've never been upset thinking about this game. I'm smiling thinking about it right now. <laughs> it's, it's Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, That's a great choice. Um, Damn. I, I yeah. just, I, it, this game, it, it, it to me is just perfection. There is nothing wrong with this game. I've never thought a negative thing about this game. So so for me, like it, it is it's so immersive. It sucks me in every time I play it. And I've replayed this game multiple like I I, I, I replayed the whole game when the Far From Home suits came out just to be like, yeah, right. I'll play the game in those suits. Yeah. Like why not? <laughs> yeah, hell um, yeah. Like it, it like I remember uh, when, when I when I started the game, I remember I played I started like I got it day one I think but I didn't play it day one. And people were right. like, oh, it's got the best web swing ever. Like, it's perfection, blah, blah. And I remember th- thinking it was off. And, I, like, when I finally started playing it, I was like, oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. Like, I don't like it as much as everyone else. But um, I <laughs> I realized that it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was that I wasn't used to it yet. And that, like, like, th- like something this game did well, something Breath of the Wild did well, too, is that, like, you learn how to play and you just get better and you can – and it. Like, like it's an actually really well-made game in the sense that when you learn how to do something and then you take that and you apply it later. So, like, web swinging right. becomes, like, this thing that you, you don't have to really think about eventually. But at first, you're like, okay, how is the best way to get there? Like, how do I press the buttons at the right time? Right. Blah, blah, blah. But then you do it so often. It's like, mm, bam, I can get across town in no time. Why? Why am I yeah. taking the subway? Um <laughs> And, and, like, very few games ever make me want to 100% them. But, like, I just never wanted to put Spider-Man down, ever. I, I, I platinum that shit. I, like, I, I can't believe I haven't gotten the DLC yet. I kept wait. It was just, I kept waiting for, like, a sale. And, like, it just, it just hasn't happened yet. And I yeah. can't wait to finally get that DLC because be I, I love that game. It's got, yeah. it's just such a well-made game. Huge respect for that. That's a great choice. Like, so that's your that's your number two. Number that two. Game? That's number a two great choice. Incredible game. Uh, some some of the best costumes uh, in a superhero game, which we don't always get. Like sometimes superhero costumes can be kind of lackluster uh, for yeah. superhero games, and it's kind of a bummer. But I'm glad they went all out. There's some great choices in there that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I used. A lot of the FF, 
Future Foundation series oh, is really fun. One of my favorites. I love that. It looks incredible. Uh, that was now, great. It, no, sorry. I was just going to say, like, that's, that's like, all the suits, Spider-Punk, yeah, Spider. Uh, yeah. It's like, like I will literally play it just to be like, I feel like being Spider-Punk today. I feel yeah. like being Iron Spider today. Like, oh, I just watched Endgame. I'm going to go play as Iron Spider uh-huh. for a little while. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, oh, I just watched Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm going to go be uh, Night Monkey or whatever, like. <laughs> like it's it's so like there's it's just so good it just really is it, it really is it's just like it's I, I think like in a lot of ways what it does is just like it, it really perfects like spider-man 2 from from treyarch when, when they did that it just like mm-hmm. uses everything from that and just does the platonic idea of what you would want out of a next-gen spider-man game that it, it sold crazy well too, which I'm really happy about, and it makes it a good example. If you put a lot of money into good single player games, you'll get a good uh, you'll get a good response. And yeah, in terms of financial uh, like payout back, which is makes me really happy and makes me excited for what that means for games going forward. Agreed. So, we're here. Number one game of the 2010 decade. Brandon, your pick. I don't have to look at my list. This one has been in my heart a long time. It took a while, and it battled it out with Zelda. I think you know what it's come down to. Titanfall 2, baby. I've thought about it probably on every episode of this podcast, but it legitimately is my favorite game of the decade because what it does hey i really do think as much as i love doom Titanfall 2 felt like the next step in first person shooters it did everything that respawn had had uh a lot of those people uh from that team had come from call of duty uh on warfare specifically it took like it was taking everything from that they learned from that and taking it in the next direction and then the, and the, um thing into the future literally in terms of story but also with gameplay and what they were trying to do and i think really i really do think they accomplish it where they're able to make a faster just next step of what a shooter should be and that not only do you feel fast and agile and you really get the weight of what what has happening in this world when you're a pilot but you have this this power shift, when you get into a Titan, you feel that power of what a Titan would be and what that would be like for the pilot and in terms of the player character, but also as the, the story character of what it is to be in that world. And it's constantly changing. The, the, that campaign is... I come back to it, I think about it so often, because it changes the the level design, it changes like where you are, the environments, changes what you're going to do. Uh, there's, like, there's a mission that is... And it reminds me of Portal because of how innovative it is with how it uses one mechanic that they just, like, we're going to throw this in there. And that's done. And we're done using that for that. I was so that's... mad when that was gone. I was like, don't, you, don't take this away from me. Oh, my God. It's, it's like, reminds me of, like, The Messenger. Uh, a little bit, like, kind of, like, same kind of stuff oh, with yeah. that. And it's, it has the same kind of, but, but it's also, I really do think they kind of got a little bit from that. Um, and there's parts that remind me 
almost like it reminds me of like movies I love and like just so many cool ideas that just little touches like in the campaign when you're playing against the, the villains it reminds me of Star Fox 64 when they're taunting you with the yeah. little video and it's incredible but it makes you play differently there's missions where you have to play in a different style use different weapons because this titan is using something else so that this when you're facing against the sniper titan you have to change your your gameplay and how you play and it makes you better and that is incredible and it and you take that you take that into the multiplayer and you play your ass off and you destroy everyone because you've been playing so much and that's why it makes it great not only because you win but what it does, I think what it does so well, is because my favorite part of the multiplayer is even after you win, even after you lose, there's the opportunity to retreat up into the dropship. And that is maybe one of the coolest things. If you can get one last fuck you to the other team, as you're running up, you, you can grab onto something, fly up and just like shooting them as you're going up into the dropship and then you just flip them the double bird as you're just flying away. And that that's what makes it game of the decade. I uh I, I have to say that I was thinking of Titanfall two when uh you mentioned that Doom was the one that made you like get a console. Yeah. And I was like I was like, was that not Titanfall two? Like <laughs> I was like, is this like what's what's the deal there? Um, no, Titanfall 2, great pick. Um, one of, one of the greater shooter campaigns, hands down. Uh, the parkour in Titanfall 2, I, not utilized enough by anything else. So good. The reason we need Titanfall 3. Um, it's, it's a great game. I respect the heck out of that. Thank you. It's, I've loved first person shooters since I was a kid. That sounds like... I think like one of the things people are, like they're they're gonna find this recording and be like that this is where we should have looked. This was it. This was the moment. Uh, this is where it started. This is where he like turned into a monster. Uh, we kid. Look, it's like it's the, it's always one of those things where like it's weird telling people like one of my favorite games when I was a kid was Goldeneye, but it started off this like almost obsession with like how fun first person shooters is first-person shooters are, but I two of my favorite genres are shooting games and... or first-person shooters and racing games, but it's because of how adrenaline-inducing and just and yeah. and just exciting they are. And mm-hmm. Titanfall 2 nails that to a T and felt like, for the first time in a long time, it was the next step in the shooters that we haven't really gotten that next thing. And I'm, That's why I feel like we need more of it. Yeah, I love love the developer respawn. They are pretty much have my heart forever now. Uh, I still get to play um, Fallen Order, even though it's gonna make me like break my controller in half. I'm just oh, don't it right now. Oh, but buddy, we'll see. Yeah, I still want to play it. Oh, it's a great game. It's a like I I was actually gonna say some honorable mentions, and that was up there. Like. I just haven't finished it yet. Like I, right. I, I, I can't give a game like due diligence until I like give it its due diligence. Right. Um, but like it's it's a great game. But like it's it's the first time maybe in a game because like usually when I get mad I'm just being a little whiny tantrum throwing baby about it. Right. Like when Call right. of Duty it's everyone's fault. It's not my fault. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 
with Jedi Fallen Order, it's like, I'll do something wrong, and I'll be mad, and I'll be like, but I know exactly what I did wrong, and I know how I can do that better, and like, right. I gotta do it again. Um, like, it's actually, like, really well made. It's still frustrating, but yeah. it's really well made. It's a very much <laughs> a learning curve, learning game uh, that just really pisses me off. I guess, I mean, And it's beautiful. That's why, I mean, it sounds great, and it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and frustrating at the same time, so. Yeah. I'll get to it uh, eventually. Hopefully I, in this decade, I'll get to it. Yeah. So some other, I, I wanted to throw out a couple other honorable mentions. Uh, do, you have, do you have anything else to say for uh, Titanfall 2? T2? Uh, TF2? Nothing, yeah, no, no, <laughs> nothing for TF2. Just, if you haven't played it, play it. Absolutely. Uh, tr- try and su- support your developers that you love, and... Even though I can't, uh, I've still, even though I'm, you know, it's not my thing. Apex, Apex Legends still support it. Still love respawn. Looking for towards their next thing. Um, I might have a few honorable mentions as well if you don't mind. Go for we it. We can do. We can do. We we we, we'll we, we can like switch off. All right. Uh, Super Mario Three D Land. Love that game on the 3DS. Incredible game. So much fun. Uh, wish there was more. Camp it like it's basically it's one of the best three D games and it does a lot of what the two D games do well but in a three D environment yeah if that makes sense but it's, oh, yeah. it's so good I love I like destroyed that game um mm, perfect love that game nice uh, did you want to switch off from me just keep yeah going? so more honorable mentions uh so yeah. my next one Lego Marvel Superheroes the first one Ooh. uh just oh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Easily that my second favorite so Lego fun. game. Yeah. Um, just a fun time. Just a fun time. Uh, yeah. Next. That's awesome. Uh, that game. Oh, that game is so much. Fun. I, lo- I love all the vehicles in that game. Like I, lo- I love the Spider Mobile. The fact that you could you get that is just like that's like one of the best. Um, it's just it's so cool to have like like something like that in. So especially for Lego, just I love the way it looks and I love how what they oh, did yeah. with like. It, it was. It was great. Uh, I don't want to mention. Goes to Dead Space Two. Uh, I'm sorry uh, that you kicked off. It was. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> like, I didn't mean it. It was just like it was. But he did. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't mention to Dead Space Three. The co-op mode had a really cool. Had some really cool ideas. Uh, if you played it online, where one person. Who was playing as Isaac, who was invulnerable to the insanity effects. The other character was basically going crazy, and the one person would see stuff on their screen that the other person wouldn't, which was it was awesome. It just it was very smart, really cool stuff. Uh, do you want me to keep on? I forgot what you mentioned. So yeah. so I'll uh, I got another duo for you, and that's. Yeah. Because you just did Dead Space 2 and 3. I'm going to say Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Ooh, um, yeah. They're near-perfect games. They're near-perfect games. A couple of hiccups here and there, whether it's a story or something. But, like, I mean, it literally makes you feel like Batman. Yeah. Honorable mention right out to you guys. Incredible. Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Really great. That was this decade? Oh, my God. That might have been... Yeah, that was. I think that was, like... That was 2013, I think. Which is crazy to think about. Uh, 
Oh, I feel like it just got snubbed. I didn't even think of that it's, one. It's tough. I I don't know if I would have put it over anything I have. I know. That's the only thing is that, like, I haven't played it in a while. Game. That's, that's great game. Great game, yeah. That game, I still gotta, I gotta play it again. It's been a long time. Uh, I got it on PS3. Good. Hopefully I'll play it on my PS5. Nice, yeah. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah, you uh, never know, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's mine, and then... Do you have any... Uh, and then, so, uh, my next honorable yeah, mention, I already said Last of Us, I already said my reasons. Um, uh, so, my next honorable mentions, I'm gonna do three right off the back. I got Dark Souls, Witcher 3, God of War. Uh, three tremendous nice. games that I have not played. Uh... That's why they're honorable mentions, because I hear really good things, but I don't know. As as Forky likes to say from uh, Forky asks the question, I don't know. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's um, God of War, like the 2018 one? The new one? Yeah. That, honestly, yeah. that's on my honorable mentions list as well. It's great game. Combat is incredible. Damn, that game is really good. I gotta play that again. Um, I actually I have that ha- one. I don't have Dark Souls or Witcher 3, but I have God of War. I, I got it for Christmas, so it's on the list. It'll get played eventually. Just haven't played it yet. I also have to play Witcher 3 because that game sounds amazing. I know. I'm debating. I'm basically just going to wait till when I finally like clear up the long list of games I have that I'm playing. Like, yeah. Whatever cheaper system it is, whether it's computer, P- or computer PS4, or Switch, like I'm just going to grab it. That's a good idea. I think that's I. I should probably we gotta play it. play it. We gotta play yeah. it. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. 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 Uh, gotta catch them all. <laughs> I think. I think God of War is on my yeah is on my list, and then I'm probably forgetting like twenty other games that I'll probably be like decade. no, like I'll remember as soon as we hit uh, hit like. Uh, stop recording. Right. I'll like smash my head. Again. I'll like smash through your your wall, being like, "Wait a minute!" Like, uh, <laughs> um, but Uncharted Uncharted Four really love that game. Kind of came out of nowhere for me and just really knocked me on my ass. I think it does a lot, some really incredible stuff with narrative. There's one scene in terms of how it addresses. Uh, relationships in terms of in terms of characters, I think like Nathan Drake and Elena in that game, they pretty much they go really hard on what it would be like to actually be married to Nathan Drake, and almost in a way like similar to like Han Solo, like how it'd be for that and how mm-hmm. it really is for a relationship and how to how uh, how difficult it can be for a relationship to be strained like this and they handle it really well and through, through just just through voice acting and uh through, like through, through the animation and it's oh, perfect i love that game fantastic and great shootouts as well so there you go those are i don't have any other honorable mentions so so that means you're number one my number one of the 2000 teens decade, it can't be a surprise. It's Kingdom Hearts 3, guys. Oh, damn. It's Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, number one. Zach's number one game of the decade. Kingdom it, Hearts 3. Guys, uh, if. if Everyone knows by now that I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts <laughs> dork. 
dork is the correct word. And like, <laughs> and, 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 and guys, like from, from all the spinoff games, all the side consoles, from the main series, Kingdom Hearts 3 is essentially the Avengers endgame of Kingdom Hearts. Everything comes together, and it's as enjoyable as I could have ever hoped. It was 10, 7 years in the making. I loved every minute of it. It's got a fantastic, fun gameplay that, like, just, you can use magic, you can use ground combos, you can use air combos, you can change your swords or keyblades, you can change the weapons, you can change your 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 equipment. You know, it's it's so... So, like, there's so much you can do in this game, and it's just, there's, it's, it's got all these hours of extra fun. Like, I can't wait for the DLC to give us even more. Um, and the story was great. Like, I just, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was exactly what I could have hoped for and expected, and I just loved every second of it. It, it was everything I wanted after, after the last main game coming out in 2010. This game just delivered perfectly. That's awesome. I'm so glad. That makes me really happy to hear it, too. Like, it's just, it's... I know how long you waited for it, and to hear your reaction to it was worth it. Like, I mean, not worth waiting all those years, but worth to finally have it. And that's, it's very satisfying. Like, a lot of other people in other... um, a lot of other series and franchises may not have that kind of weight, or sometimes some some stuff just doesn't end, uh, and it's a shame. But making sure that Kingdom Hearts uh, three does have at least a finale to this saga is really cool to hear from and hear people's reactions and what it's been like. It's it sounds it sounds like a damn good third game. It sounds like a damn good just cap to the Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3. Just those three games, that's all you need. And I gotta say, and I know no one probably believes me, but I was fully like, this is it, I'm gonna get 3, I'll enjoy it till the end, and then I'm gonna be happy and I'm content. Nah, dude, Kingdom Hearts 3 (laughs) was so good. I basically am that Grand Theft Auto meme where I'm like, ah, here we go again. As soon as something else comes out, I'm going (laughs) right back at it. (laughs) Can we get a preview of your thoughts about uh, Remind? Yeah! Is that it? Yeah, I know it. I know a thing or two about Finger 2. Comes yeah. out next week. Next, mm. Not this not this week, but next week. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very curious because it's very campaign heavy, um, but a lot of fun sto- uh, gameplay things. And I'm curious if you're going to have to like replay a game mode to get to the I'm curious if you're gonna have to replay a game mode in order to get to the new stuff or if like it'll just be right. like a, already have access like, to there it there you go um yeah. and honestly I'm probably just gonna replay the whole game so I'm excited <laughs> uh uh there's I know there's already they confirmed new weapons new bosses um and probably what we're all expecting is they're going to have a secret boss, and it's going to be basically the Marvel end credit scene for Ooh. Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, wow. So oh, I'm pumped. Man. I'm very pumped. We're all pretty, we're all pretty confident in the, in the community of who it's going to be. It's going to be a side okay, character. Oh, I, that... uh, I think I know. I think, I, I think, I think it's going to be Oswald the Rabbit. He's coming back. First of all, 
I would love Oswald the Rabbit. <laughs> I fucking do it for that. In beat. Yeah, game, I Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. If he was a secret boss, I would absolutely love it. I would Wouldn't absolutely that be crazy? love it. Yeah. Like, we I, could about... see, well, well, I could see Oswald coming and like, like basically like Sith style wielding a dark keyblade. And I'd Ooh. be like. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'll fight Oswald. I'll fight yeah. this rabbit. <laughs> I think oh. have we have you played Epic Mickey? No, I, I that's on my like I always wanted to and never did list. Yeah, um, I I knew someone who's in there like it's okay. It's 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 cooler idea than it is execution, but okay. I think I just, I just like the idea of like not like not dark Disney, but I like the idea of like a gothic kind of Disney, like a spooky yeah and Disney too, and it's like ooh, a little more serious. Something, yeah, some kind of kind of some something scary about this. It's like, ooh, this is something's weird. Yeah, it's a very like Tim Burton esque kind of a uh, feel to this, this kind of thing. Not in the idea of like Oswald being kind of like trapped away for all this time. It's it's definitely I just I, I just I like weird stuff in companies' history and kind of like franchises mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Sort of in a way related to we'll we'll talk about Marvel Comics one thousand uh, maybe off air because it's a you understand why but it's kind of, almost kind of related to it was something cool in there yeah. but uh, so that yeah so that um when does that come out for the when does the remind DLC drop remind DLC drops January twenty third for PS four uh it's February 28th, I think, for Xbox users. Sorry, Xbox. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm pumped. It's actually, I have it pre-ordered. I didn't know you could do that, but I pre-ordered the yeah. DLC. So it'll start downloading at midnight, January 23rd. Uh, how, like, how many uh, how many days off from work are you going to take to... Like, oh my god, dude! I, I right, like it's it's coming out on a Thursday actually, yeah. And then that weekend, I'm not even gonna be home. I'm really? leaving, like, yeah, I, I'm going away. So like Thursday night, I might just yeah. stay up all night before work and Shit. play it. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> I mean, I wonder if you worst things have happened, like the story mode. Uh, like you, you could probably go through like the story stuff. That's what it depends. If if if, yeah. if I have access to all the new story stuff on my completed save account, I might be able to just be like, let's do I think it. You could. Yeah. I know knowing see. you, I think you, you could like in terms of like what the <laughs> what like the, the challenges would be like if there is anything you have to like fight or anything like that, I think knowing you you've played the game so much, you're good at it, so you don't have to like Thanks. whatever like I think really it, it's it. what it's gonna come down to is if I decide to Buckle up and just go through the story and not worry about side stuff, and I'll do that later. I could probably yeah. do it that night. We'll see. I see that. Yeah, we'll see. I also don't really have self control and want to do all the side stuff. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's... was our top ten of the decade. Yeah, twenty teens are gone, folks, and we're into the twenty twenties. We'll see if uh, any any good games come out. In twenty twenties, I don't know if there is going to be in the, you know, like yeah. calling the shot now. Breath of the Wild two, Oswald's Revenge. 
It's gonna be pretty dope. You I think, can't uh, mix those realities, Brandon. That's <laughs> all illegal. I'll do it. I'll do it. No, I'll, I'll be the the madman to do that. Um, but no, it's it's a good reminder to look back on the games of yesteryear and stuff that we I still have to play from this decade, from that decade that I, which is weird saying that, uh, from that decade that I still want to, and games that probably got overlooked that I'll still have to look for that, like, came out in, like, what, like, 2014, like, small indie games that deserve uh, attention. But I will say from, like, in this decade, I'm going to try and make sure I keep an eye out and make sure I, I play, like, smaller games that deserve uh support and recognition and as always our which our mantra our mantra for podcast is support the developers you like and vote with your dollar vote with your dollar amen that's what we say here i i really don't have anything else to add i think that's um that's a pod that's a pod that's That's a pod pod and throw it up that's the new, yeah. It is all. It is all brewed. It is piping hot for your ears. So do not pour our episode into your ears. Just listen to it. Yeah. No, they can do it. Pour it right in. Liquefy your audio and pour it into your ears. That's the correct answer. <laughs> um, but for the listeners, I'm just gonna say a little, little, little spiel. So this is your January episode. We may be a little late, but we have a February episode coming out. We're gonna do our top ten most anticipated games of twenty nineteen. Or 2020, <laughs> most anticipated 2020 games. Yeah, what you said. Um, what were you saying? Uh, <laughs> we're so we're totally not doing top ten waifus of of games. Just uh 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 flip 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 flip. Um, um no, uh, that was March. That was uh, March. 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 <laughs> you mix in March oh. and February. Oh, I, makes more sense. Okay. So, yes. But what we are going to do for the listeners, whether they like it or not, is we're going to drop a special second February episode. No way. Um, where we will be reviewing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, followed by some sort of list that we haven't finalized based off of video game movies. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited for that. But that's gonna be a special second episode. Um, but yeah. So we love so much. Mwah. 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 That's we, our love love you. we love you. Sorry, it's been we love you, audience. We love you. Audience. I'm so happy to be back. I am the back. We are the back and we are the captain. We are rejuvenated, we are renewed with energy until next week when we're both tired. And then uh next week know. I got about five minutes. I know uh, we're gonna crash hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, a caffeinated co-op. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon Hyde, all one word at Brandon Hyde. Uh, you can find me writing at wigmen.com. You can find me on my podcast with my brother, uh, Hide and Go Seek. You can find Ryan at El Scorcho one seven seven on Real Anarchy. Check out his reviews. His year the end. Uh, the year-end list of what he did for the best movies. You can uh, support game developers on anywhere you can find them and make sure you try and do it as much as possible and support them 
with your dollar and do not steal from them. Just a good thing to do. And that's uh, what, I, what I have to say. Back to you. <laughs> Brandon, you ended it like that. Like, even the way you're kind of, like, positioned there, it reminded me of uh, Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer when the thing's walking by. Or is that – maybe it's the first one. And the, the thing's looking at the kids, and he's just like, don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Man. Classic. I haven't seen that movie – since I was on, on like DVD, the first one still. I like the first one. I I like the first. One. I think I liked it. I liked Chris Evans. That's true. Yeah, so great. Uh, and you can find me at the underscore Philly Gamer, um, and also uh, Philly Sports Now, which is a website slash podcast that we do we are going to be wrapping up the Eagles season is unfortunately over so we'll be talking about that uh kind of blaze of glory that happened um but yeah thank you so much for listening this has been caffeine co-op i'm zach and i'm brandon and we're out booyah